the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show uh, every Saturday. And actually, we'd have a repeat on Sunday. He's one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We've been on for over 15 years. And uh, what what our show is about is savings, investments, and building up wealth. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And and how you do that typically is through your company savings plan, which is a company or your, uh, if you're in the government, 403B, 457, these type of plans where you put away part of your paycheck each, each, time, each time you get paid, part of your paycheck goes into a savings plan. The government lets you take a tax deduction uh, up to a certain percentage, and uh, and then what you can do is uh, put them away of the money. <laughs> then they let you. Then you, it goes into into your four hundred one k, your four four fifty seven, four hundred three b, your different type SEP IRAs. It grows tax free. It's a great deal. Eventually, you take the money out. Then they want their taxes at that point in time. But it, this has been the biggest wealth creator in the history of, of the of the world. And and, and so. Uh, you know, hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, times are tough right now, and you want to continue to save money. Even if you're worried about the markets or the economy or the outlook or or the presidential elections or, or the war with China or whatever, uh, you, you still want to be putting away that money for savings. So remember to save aggressively and invest conservatively. As I take a sip of coffee. Uh, the... Where do we go? Uh, this week we're working on uh, on the st- another stimulus program. They're talking a trillion dollars. Democrats want three trillion dollars. This is on top of two point three trillion dollars we've already spent. And what what we're getting is is just record amounts of government spending. We have the Federal Reserve that is committed to flooding the planet with money, and I, you almost can't make this stuff up. I, I saw a, uh, a story this uh, weekend. The government has, has put in more money than 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 has come in than the GDP of the economy, and, and, and the GDP of the economy is about four point eight five trillion dollars for the quarter. Uh, the government and the Federal Reserve spent over five trillion dollars. So the, 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 more, more money than the GDP of the economy is flooding into the system. This is why you have the stock market going up here to record highs. At the same time, uh, we just had the worst quarter in, in recorded history with the GDP dropping 30%, uh, which is just extraordinary. I mean, this is three times the drop in the 1958 uh, when they started keeping the records. And I, I suspect it's as it's, it's bad as the uh, as a quarter to quarter drop as, as any we've seen in history, and, and so 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 what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a, a, a global pandemic, which on this show we warned you about back in early February, 
when everyone else was saying this was the flu, the Max Out Saving Show was discussing the, the pandemic and the dangers, and we highlighted what was happening in China. We highlighted the, the, the dangers of the supply chains. Uh, we've been high, highlighting the war with China, and the trade war with China, that's morphed into the best case, you can say, a cold war with China. Uh, and, it, it, and so we've been telling you about this. But So what's happened is we've had a horrible quarter. Uh, market went down. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate uh, 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 in navigating through this. But here we are back up at the top. Uh, and, and where do we go from here? And a, a couple thoughts in general, what we're looking at is I, I figured any – and I, I think we've probably been able to keep on top of this as, as, as good as anybody out there. But I really thought, hey, if we see a second wave, it'll be in the, in the winter and the, in the summer should be okay. Well, we, we seem to have gotten the second wave in the summer, which just tells you how contagious the coronavirus is. And it's remarkably contagious. And the and I think the difference between the 1918 uh, pandemic and this is probably air conditioning, so people are are inside more where they have. It was just a lot hotter back in the summer. Back then, you didn't have an air conditioned house. So, so the virus is spreading more than we thought in the summer. Uh, it's now the the. Mortality rate really appears to be, we've seen a number of studies, the Wall Street Journal did this, under 1%, which is really, that's really good news. We're making tremendous progress uh, treating it. Uh, one of the more extraordinary things out there is, is uh, hydroxychloroquine, which is, there's some really good evidence that, that this does a very good job of treating it in the countries that are using this because they don't have... They're not incredibly wealthy countries like the United States with massive medical systems. The only thing they got is uh, hydroxychloroquine. Is it, their death rates are lower than our in our country. And, 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 but the problem is this drug has been politicized by the, the mainstream media. And since President Trump said it might work in combination with zinc or erythromycin, it's been heavily politicized. And so... We're dealing with the pandemic, and unlike we said back in uh, – earlier in the year, we said this, we, we have to fight this like a wartime effort. Uh, it, we, at the very beginning, you got to approach this in a wartime effort. Uh, I, I think we're doing that. I think the government's doing that. I think we're doing a remarkable job. Uh, the, uh, if you look at, at – they're pushing through – they're approving uh, drugs at record rates with the exception of the hydroxychloroquine. Quinine, uh, but they're pushing through drugs. They're moving in trials at record speeds. The FDA, everyone's doing everything they can to get. The interesting thing is, we're betting. I, I've lost track on how many companies the, the governments, the United States government's given half a billion dollars for to develop a vaccine. Not develop a vaccine, but they have given them money to build a factory ahead of time. You know some of these vaccines aren't going to work, by the way. They, they, they pre-ordered the glass bottles from Corning Glass. They're doing everything they can. So they probably have 10 different companies that they've spent. I, I'm suspecting over $10 billion. Different bets out there. they got the factories going. So as soon as these things are proved uh, effective, we can get them into the, into the, uh, into the United States populace very quickly. So I think we've, we've come up with a very good program. The thing that has been just incredibly detrimental in the United States is, is if we would have gone into World War II with the type of, 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 of politicization we have, the Democratic Party is mainstream. There's absolutely no doubt everyone in, in, in Europe would be speaking German. No doubt whatsoever. The Japanese would completely control the East, and we would have lost the war. A hundred percent. There's no way... A divided house soon falls. This is a divided house. The only time that you've seen in the United States a divided house was on the uh, the, the eve before uh, the Civil War. And uh, it, it's really fascinating. It seems to be they don't like Donald Trump. But, I mean, let's be realistic. This isn't a hatred for Donald Trump. It's a hatred for working people. It's a hatred for, for the middle class in this country. And, and it's a belief by an elite group of people that they can run the world in the new globalism out there. 
And, and we, we, we have a huge critic of globalism on this show and these, this elite class that wants to move us in this direction with the help of the Federal Reserve. And, and we've discussed it on the show. You know, I, I listened to, it was a Google presentation how populism and nationalism was a speed bump on the road. And he was, you know, saying that it was a senior Google official saying, look, you know, people are frightened. They're, lo- they're losing their jobs. They don't know any better. They don't know what to do. They're worried about immigration. And they're, cause, you know, in China's quote, stealing their job. Well, you know, the really pathetic thing about that was it was actually two things interesting in that talk. Number one, those people that were frightened and worried in the working class in this country was correct because what these idiots at Google and and, and uh, Facebook and, and uh, all the big tech companies, United Technology, the auto company, everyone, nobody realized was that China had a plan that they put in place to, to, to shift all the manufacturing base in the United States to China to steal our technology. They were willing to compromise all pollution laws, all regulation. They were willing to financially subsidize and they were willing to steal the technology to do it. So the American people, the working people, were correct in their fear of China, and, 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 and the, the CEOs in this country, in the, in the Chamber of Commerce, in this American Chamber of Commerce, were badly bamboozled by the Chinese. And the second really fascinating thing about that call was some young person got, you know, a Google work said, well, yeah, you might be right about the speed bump, but you could say that from the back in the 19, early 1900s, but we had two world wars in the interims with the speed bump. And so this this is the problem that we're running into. These are much bigger trends, and we don't know where they're going to go. And, and what we've had is an enormous amount of people in this country that have been completely wrong on the direction of, of particularly what's happening with China. Now we're moving the country back, moving the supply chain back to China, from China, and we're finally getting ahead. Uh, we, we closed down our, our the consulate. This consulate was right across from our church. The consulate had hundreds of people working there. They were stealing technology from the medical center. NASA down in Clear Lake, they were stealing technology from the oil and gas sector. And they also had spies, and they were taking – they were uh, up at Texas A&M as well. I mean, this is disgraceful we allowed this to happen. So what, what we're doing is now the country is moving forward, we're changing the direction, and, and, and what we're doing is, is we, are, we are getting, we're setting ourselves up, move the manufacturing back, the supply chains back to rebuild the country, in, in which is what we're good at. So I think there's a lot of positives happening. At the same time, we're having the most divisive political election in history. It, 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 with record government spending and an out-of-control Federal Reserve that has lost its weight. So what is happening from there? And, and a couple things we're looking at is we're looking at record high stock markets against a uh, personal income declined in the last week. Income is declining. We had the worst GDP in, in history. We have record high unemployment, and these stimuluses are going to start dropping off, and where do they go from here? And, and if any way we look at the stock market, it's at record highs. What is this telling us? This is telling us people that are of the dollar and the dollar starting to start dropping. We're going to talk about that and how that's affecting things, how this could be bullish for a lot of areas here in the United States. So tell you what, we're coming up on a quick break. If you haven't gone to the website, maxoutsavings.com, go to the website, find the newsletter. By the way, we, 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 had, uh, we fixed up the thing. And we, uh, we think it was going to the wrong email. So if you have a, a request for an appointment, you can also request the appointment there as well. It goes right me, it, and we'll, we'll, I'll get it out to the right person. We'll get you set up. So if you need some help, sign up for the free news. We'll write a lot about this stuff. Go to the website and and and, and, and request an appointment if you like. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to Max Out Savings. If you've got any questions or comments, you can call us up at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Okay. So where do we go from here? Uh, a couple things happened this week we want to take a look at. Precious metals continues to run up. And uh, we had some questions on this on the show last week of where I think gold and silver are going. Uh, and, and I want to kind of clarify that. I said $26. That's near term. And uh, it, it, it's pretty much hit those, level, hit those levels. I think it's going it, to stabilize in here and consolidate. And then I think ultimately the silver goes up. The high this week was 26 27, which it's, it's hit. I think ultimately it's going to go into the 35s or, or higher on the pre, on the silver. So just to clarify that point, we, we said we thought over the mid to near term 26, it went this week, and it's backing down a little bit now. Uh, and, and, and so it's about $24. The same thing with with the so I said twenty four hundred over the long term I think gold goes at least to thirty five hundred thirty four hundred in that range. A while back we did a lot of of different ways to look at it. Uh, we, we we looked at it on the on the money supply. We we looked at it on uh, some charting techniques. We also looked at it based on I, I try to figure out based on uh, capitalization of money in the United States. The number I got was was really about thirty four hundred. It could go a lot higher if if the spending gets out of control. But but I we've had a huge run in the silver, which we've talked about on the show. We really like. Uh, but the one thing I am sensing out there is there's an enormous demand for precious metals right now, and and I don't see it slowing down. I think there's tremendous fear out there, as we've talked about. Uh, they, they, they're having trouble keeping just almost anything in, in supply when it comes to precious metals, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to guns, ammunition, when it comes to safes, 
backup generators, all these types of things. People are very worried. Uh, you know, had dinner last night. People get very worried. Uh, you know, they're just, you know, there's real concern out there what's going to happen with the election. Uh, even if Trump wins, there's concern about that. Democrats will even accept it in and, 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 and really rioting and stuff in the streets. And, uh, it, you know, for all the talk about Trump resigned from the media putting out there, the, pe- the people I'm talking to are really very, very worried about Democrats and, and the rioting and stuff. So this is going to continue to push the precious metals up. If, if look at I want to run some numbers by you. Oh, if you look at the big, the big thing moving to precious metals, that's pushing the buying. But the really big thing that's pushing it is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve has lost control. If, if you look at what happened on, on this over the last couple of years at, at the Fed, if you look at their balance sheet, let's see, here it is. If you look at their balance sheet, it was chugging along in 2008 and nine, 2008, it was about one, $900 billion. And then the, the financial crisis hit. The, 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 they took the balance sheet up to $2.1 billion, and that moved it higher. Let me see if I can see that. 2.2 back in, 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 in uh, 2008. That triggered a move in gold. So the, so the money supply effective, or the, not the money supply, but, the, but the, the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve effectively doubled. That triggered a, uh, a move in gold. Uh, that lasted to 2011. And then the Fed continued to raise their balance sheet. It went to about 2.814, and then it raised it again, and gold went up again. It was about 2015. Uh, the balance sheet was 4.3. Now, the Fed has been saying that they said, look, don't worry about this, because what we're going to do is, is as the economy gets better, we're going to normalize the balance sheet going to go back down. We're just kind of stabilizing the situation. Uh, nothing to see here. But and, and this is really important here, is if, if you look at it, so the precious metals, the run went into 2000, early 2000, actually too late 2012. Then the Fed, it went down. The Fed started raising the balance sheet again, and, and that triggered gold. Another move up couple years later, so it bottomed in 16. And, and then the Fed, the Fed said, look, we're going to we're going to normalize the balance sheet. Guys, don't worry about this debt. So in 2018, it was at $4.4 trillion. And they took it down, they, they took it down to, to $3.8 trillion back in, in, in September of 19. So again, well, the problem was is that's when the market started plunging. They had to immediately reinflate their balance sheet so that they cannot. So that so that their balance sheet's gone up three trillion dollars here since two thousand eight. Once they started increasing the balance sheet in in two thousand nineteen, that triggered another move up in gold as well. And so, going forward, I think what we're going to be looking at is is a bigger move. Now, all of a sudden, the coronavirus came, and so the balance sheet went from $4.1 trillion up to, up to $7.13 trillion, almost $3 trillion in basically three months. And so they put in, between them and the United States government, they put in as much as the total GDP for the quarter. And so, again, what we have is the Fed at first in 2009, it was a trillion dollars. This time, it's three trillion dollars. The money keeps pouring in from the Fed. They've been create, they've created a, 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 a bubble in, in 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 bonds. They've created a bubble in debt, and there's no way they can possibly pull it back. And so, what they've done is they said, "Well, look, what we'll do with all this debt? We'll just take interest rates down to record levels." And so, what we've seen is looking at, at the ten-year Treasury. The ten-year Treasury is at 5.53%. And I'm going to repeat that. The 10-year Treasury rate, which is if I buy a Treasury bond, I get 0.536% a year on the money. 
virtually that's a little over a half a percent. And so by this, so everyone's able to finance all their debt because interest rates are artificially pushed down. And, and, and so, but at the same time, the balance sheet went up $3 trillion to do it. Well, people around the world are looking at this and they go, hey, we see what's going on. The Fed is going to keep flooding the system with money. They're, and if I lend them money, they're not going to get, the, the U.S. government is not going to give me any money, no interest because of the Fed, but they're going to keep adding more and more dollars to the system. And, and and so what's ultimately going to happen is the dollar is going to start going down. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the dollar break down. In, and this is a big deal. This is why gold and silver are going. You know how much mine, mining adds production of gold, of the existing gold in the world that's out there? Gold mining adds 2% a year, which means it's not like oil where oil prices go to a flood the world before. There's just not that much gold out there. It, it, and so it, it's almost like a Bitcoin. People forget a certain percentage of the Bitcoin gets gets eaten up every year through Bitcoin mining or, or added. They increase the number of Bitcoins for that to pay for that. It, and so gold is something that's stable. It, it, it's, it's a known quantity, and the Federal Reserve can't create gold. And that's their problem. And so this this is a harbinger, and this is why the dollar is going to start going down. This is why the precious metals are going to go higher in here as things go. And since this economy doesn't take off, the market's going to go down. They're going to continue to do more massive stimulus programs. Uh, I think you're going to see a 20% plus GDP deficit. You can't keep doing that forever, and you can't keep flooding the world with dollars. And that's why the precious metals going forward is going to be the place to be. The Federal Reserve has let this run. This whole thing was started in 87 when they had had the uh, crash in 87 and they flooded the system with money. The economy really wasn't that bad. Greenspan did the same thing in uh, in 99. Uh, when the economy got bad, they flooded the system with money, even though it wasn't that bad. In 2008, they did the same thing. And now they're doing the same thing. Every single time there's any type of economic slowdown, they flood the world with money. They're depreciating the dollar, and everybody's caught on to it. This is a real problem out there. And so we've got interest rates, 30-year interest rates right now at 2.8%, 2.75%, which is just extraordinary. Because, Yeah, go ahead. We have a question? Okay, I'm getting a little mic here. Yeah, Ted. Go ahead. We have a question. Uh, Ted, uh, it, it, a retiree, age 65, what's your current thoughts on allocation of stocks versus bonds and gold? You know, look, okay, typically for our accounts, we run a 60-40 split, 60% stock, 40% bonds. But right now, uh, we we have a, a, a big percentage in, of our stock is in gold stocks in, in, in ETF. So we've kind of moved that. And then we also have a very high level of cash here as well. Not, uh, and uh, we're probably about 20, 25% cash for the newer accounts, more than that. And so we're able to beat the market right now just by, by having that type of allocation. I, I think... I think just a person was indexing. I would probably move the sixty forty down to to maybe forty percent stocks. I, I think it even then because I think the market's going to have a sell off in here. But the problem with that is bonds aren't really yielding very much, and so with your bond component, you want to have some overseas bonds as well to kind of diversify and get some more income that way. If, if you want to take a look, if, and instead of indexing, you want to try to put higher dividend-yielding stocks in the portfolio, some of those could do well in an inflationary environment. And I think that's the way to navigate through that. Does, does that help out? Uh, it, it does, and you're breaking up. And, and Ted, your show is so wonderful. I, I wish they'd invest in getting you better. Uh, appreciate driving in from the woodlands is untenable, but it seems like uh, they, you, you're breaking up a lot. Here lately. Uh, okay. Hey, I appreciate so that. Tell you what, saying, uh, we're going to go to a quick break. And I'm going to be back. Okay. I'm going to. We'll try a different method. I've got a couple different ways to get in, and we'll see if we can get a better signal. Okay, sounds good. So right now we're going to take a break right here on the Max Show. All right, thanks. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Do we have any We have a caller. Okay, great. have a question for us. Hello, Ted? Yes, yes. Uh, this is Chuck. I have a question for you. You know, as I, as I sit here and think about what's going to happen in the next four to six months, I see a lot of unemployed people with very little prospect for jobs. And so if you're in the Federal Reserve in Trump's position, what do you do? I mean, I tend to be sympathetic to what the Democrats are asking for in continuing these liberal, uh, uh, you know, payments to people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see. Yeah, no, there's a lot of unemployment out there. And the Fed had to do something. Where, where I'm a, a critic of the Fed is the Fed always overdoes it. And they're, they're, they're out in bond, corporate bonds right now into the market. It, it, and what that's doing is it's, uh, it, it, it is artificially depressing the corporate bond market. And, and so corporate CEOs borrowed a lot more money to buy back stock out there. And they shouldn't be getting subsidized right now uh, to, to, to do that. A small business, they're having to borrow 5, 6, 7, 8, 10%. Some are using their credit cards at 8%. In some cases, they have big corporations like Amazon borrowing for, for 10 years at 0.68%. And so what the Fed is doing is it's shifting commerce from small businesses big businesses because the Federal Reserve is, is subsidizing lending. And then the same thing, what's happening is since they're subsidizing lending, they're subsidizing private equity, which is coming in and buying companies, private equities, taking the companies, but then they immediately start cutting costs, covering workers, and everything else. The Federal Reserve is owned by Wall Street, and they're subsidizing business. And that's where I have a problem with the Fed. The Fed has business increasing the balance sheet. Trillion dollars, and they're, they're get, people are going to want to get out of the dollar. That's my concern. I think the Federal Reserve are globalists, and and I, and I their, their time has come to. An- but I, I don't see anything the Federal Reserve 
or anybody can do at this point to increase employment. I mean, the employment picture is pretty bleak. Yeah, uh, well, that led you. That's the second part of your question. Look, how I approach that is we've got to keep helping small business out there. Where we want to subsidize big or help big business is not giving them free money to borrow competing little businesses. I think we should raise taxes on big businesses. We just saw the ridiculous profits of the big, the big four tech companies: Apple, Apple, on Google, and Netflix. Uh, I mean, Facebook, Microsoft. And I think we should increase taxes. I think we should give tax credits to move infrastructure. I mean, not infrastructure, but to move uh, uh, supply chains back to the United States of America, to put factories back in the United States. That's what, that's what we needed. i give an example. Something happened this week. I saw a story on Eastman Kodak. Uh, I, I, uh, I think the... Uh, the majority of the building blocks of chemicals used to make drugs in the United States all come from China. And so if we're cut off, we have a huge shortage of drugs. What the Trump administration did is they're giving loans or, or grants and things to help companies rebuild supply. You know, they gave Eastman Kodak, I, I want to say, a $750 million loan, $730 million loan uh, to, to build specialty chemicals that are going to be building blocks for drugs in the United States. The stock was two and a half. I happen to know some family in Rochester uh, about the company. I call them, what do you think? I said, you know, we debated. Market. I didn't do it. The next day, it went as high as $60. So by doing this, you're creating jobs. By moving the supply chain, you're, you're, moving, you're helping out. Second thing we want to do is, if we want to put in, increase infrastructure build out in the United States to take advantage of those supply chains. That's what this is all about, and that's how we build the United States. Good question. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I buy what you're saying, and I, I, I'm all for that. I mean, I, I think on the drugs there was a an issue about some of these drug ingredients are toxic to make, and that's why they were happy to have it made in India and China. But aside okay. from that, uh, I think the Fed has got a problem for the next six months uh, to support the unemployed in the country. Yeah, well, I think yeah, the Fed has to, but they've gone off. They've just completely gone off the deep end, subsidizing the corporate. The corporate debt is where I have a problem, and uh, they're in their mind. If I'm buying corporate debt for my clients, I'm competing against the Federal Reserve, and that's not right. Like I'm competing to get debt at, at seven percent, you know, nine percent, like I did when 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 the, the market was bought in March. I'm competing to get now on ridiculously low rates, and, and so this debt, sure. uh, you know, I, 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 the supply chain thing is a big deal that's really going to help out. Uh, that's it's going to take some time. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Uh, yeah, again, any questions or comments, 713-339. Uh, look, I mean, this week we, we're near record, we not record lows, but the problem is is we had record lows in the bond market in, in March, but but now the, the tenure is breaking down up where it was earlier and it breaks for falling. That's a concern. That's telegraphing problems. This is something I, I think we really want to watch closely is where is this all going to go? That's, and that's my fear in this situation. Uh, and, and it appears to me that the economy is slowing somewhat. They're going to put another stimulus in, but what happens when that's gone? And that's going to be the big question. What's going to happen with the election? Less than the, uh, yeah, was it not five days now from, from the election? Getting closer and closer, and this is sneaking up on us. I think once people realize, you know, this is going, it's going to be a problem. Do you have any questions? Well, this is. Jennifer, is, how, uh, Jennifer uh, how, how does this sound? Are we getting a good quality here? It's a little staticky, but it's probably because of the storms we've been having. Repeat that? We've been having storms, so it's a little staticky today. Okay, okay. That, yeah, that explains it. Um, so, uh, in, anyway, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, look. 
a couple thoughts here on the market. The, if you look at the, the NASDAQ, we had great numbers from the NASDAQ, from, from Apple, Google. Uh, Google was down, but Apple, Facebook, uh, and Amazon were up huge. And the market really didn't break out to new highs. And we want to watch this closely to see where, where it's going to go from here. I, I still think we're dealing with very high valuations. We're trying to stick with, with, with value stocks. That, that pay good dividends because I think ultimately you're going to see these stocks sell off. If you look at, you know, people forget IBM in 1990, uh, about 10, 15 years ago. Once these things start peaking, then they, they could be a slide down. If, if you look what happens next year, we're definitely going to see privacy issues come to the forefront and something's going to get done to the tech companies. You're going to see antitrust issues happen. The states are investigating antitrust. They're investigating for all types of things. This is going to pressure tech earnings next year. And next year, look, hey, anybody can make a bunch of money if you shut down the rest of all the competition. Amazon's making fortune. All the other stores shut down out there. Eventually, that's going to change. And so something I think we're going to have to work through. So bottom line, I think we're going to get some type of correction late next week, sometime next week or the week after, I think you'll see the start of a pullback. I want to be a little cautious. The other thing we want to look at in here is the cover is, is really expanding, and I want to kind of expand a little bit what we talked about earlier with the Federal Reserve. I, again, to the caller's point, what is the Fed supposed to do with this record unemployment? We had a 30% drop in GDP, and that was better than expected, by the way, for the second quarter. But but what the problem is, the Fed is, is taking away the free market capitalist system. They basically, if you talk to the top bond people, they will tell you the stores are basically controlled the U.S. corporate market and the government market. Now, they're set rates all across the curve. I remember years ago, on another show we I had years ago, uh, Bob Kubanon, Secretary of the Treasury, we had him on the on the show. And he said, "Look, the Fed can can control short term rates, but they can't control long term rates." This might have been is over fifteen years. But what's happened since the Fed is going to try to control rates like they did after World War II and keep the long end to try to make. The problem is they're pushing rates low, flooding the system, with, and it's going to drop the dollar. Next week, we're going to be looking at, I think, the agricultural sector is looking really interesting in this market because a falling dollar, it, it, it should help. Out. And the other thing is there's massive flooding in China, huge problems with flooding. And, and, and what, if, you, if you look in the United States, a lot of the best uh, grain producing areas or food are along the river, these rivers are all flooded. They're going to have to increase their agricultural purchases. And they've agreed to fall down good goods for that. Falling down. So I, I, we're going to be looking at agriculture. We're going to be making purchases Monday morning along the lines. Other one, too, is keep in mind energy is priced in dollars. If you look at the dollar, the dollar is continues to fall and it appears down. That is bullish oil and gas because that's going to push up the price of oil and gas. So uh, I, I think we're seeing some trends. Remember, the worst that if the dollar starts falling, there's a lot of world. people could start spending those dollars, and that's going to be the inflationary thing. And, and what it makes this fundamentally different from 2009 is that in 2009, all that money, the, the, the trillion dollars the Fed injected in the system went to stabilize the banks. And they put it into the banking sector. It stabilized the banks, and it went into the market. It stayed at the top of, at the top of the economy, like floating in the cloud. This time, that money is all coming down. For four hundred dollars a week for for unemployment, other types of special loans out there, all these things. These this money is more directly coming into the economy, and this is going to cause inflation. Look where we're seeing inflation. We're seeing inflation, of course, guns and ammo. We're seeing it in safes. We're seeing it in paddleboards. We're seeing it in bicycles. We're seeing 
RVs. We're seeing it in home prices. So the inflation is clearly out there. Go go to the grocery store and look at the price of meat, inflation. Look at the price of, of cleaning goods, inflation. So there's demand. Money's been pushed into the system. So you had the Fed pouring money into the economy. We've got massive we're having deficits the size unlike we've seen since since World War II. We were fighting the Germans in World War II when we had these type of deficits. So understand, remember the guns and butter of the 60s? That wasn't even remotely close to this. That led to the 60s with a lot of inflation. I think that's what you're going to see in this case. It's important to continue to control, to shift your retirement portfolios inflationary bent. Standard 60, 40 stocks, the bonds, indexing is not going to do it. It's time has come to an end. We but have another caller. Oh, great. Yeah, hello, Ted. So this is a question that's kind of in line with the previous caller. Uh, right now, the, the seems like the stock market's been artificially inflated because of the Fed and the interest rates and the money coming in uh, from the government. Yeah. And so the stock market is better than the economy. Depending on who gets in charge in November, is it possible to have that reverse where the economy is doing good but the stock market's doing terrible? Oh, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple things happen. Is the economy starts taking off. Look, it's much... Is, is, is much stimulus within this economy, and, and you're looking at 0.53% 10-year, if this economy starts accelerating up, it's real hard to justify th- that type of rate. The dollar is falling. You want to own 10-year treasuries if you're in, in Japan or, or Europe or, or wherever, get earning a half a percent with accelerating economy. And so you can see the, as the economy takes off, Start pulling this money back system, and, uh, the, and and the other thing is companies going to have to spend to rebuild their, their uh, supply chains in the United States. So I, I that is very possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, that thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this is the problem with the market. It's sort of in a a can't win situation right now because if, if the economy gets worse, it gets better. You know, the, the, some of the the Fed at that point in time is going to have to make some type of show that hey, responsible people, we're going to either raise interest rates or or, or start reducing our balance sheet or something, because right now is starting to believe that the Federal Reserve is out of control and they're never going to, and that's a very dangerous thing when you have a, a fall that is falling, and so this is um, I, I think this is one of the big trends next year is going. to plays out. Now, here's the thing. If that starts happening, you're going to see a correction in gold and silver as well. Uh, uh, we have any other additional questions, Jennifer? No, that's all. Okay, great. See, now, if that happens, I think you could see, again, this is a pretty good recipe for commodities in general. I, I think if you look over the long term, the oil and gas sector is near record lows. Uh, percentage of, of the S&P 500. Tech sectors at record highs. Uh, we've got more inflation. We have a falling dollar. Uh, the oil and gas sector is being rationalized. And I think that, I think this, that the competition is going away. So, so over time, oil and gas sector is going to do well. And the other one, is, keep in mind, particularly the natural gas sector, we're looking at mostly tech. No matter how you look at it, if you generate all your electricity, wind and solar, the problem is it's still when it gets cold, the efficient way to heat a house is through natural gas. We get some cold winters in here, and it put, it's going to put upward pressure on natural gas. And remember, gas is used in a lot of industrial And so as the economy, that's going to go up. So I think gas is going to do well. There's less gas being that since they're coming back the shale production, there's less gas out there. I think that's another sector to look at. Right now, the gap between growth stock and value is at, it's the highest it's ever been. I mean, it's just not even it's completely blown off the chart. 
you have to believe that Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, and Facebook are going to continue to grow forever ordered by these prices. A lot of the industrial sector, you just got to get things to get better, and their, their profits are really going to take off, and they're much cheaper. So I think that's a better way to go. And if we make this shift back to production in the United States, that's good for manufacturing, good for jobs, it's good for the United States. And that's where I think couple things. If you haven't had a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, for our free savings report. We write a lot about this stuff in the Max Out Savings Report. We write about savings. We just wrote about the RS that are canceled for this year, required minimum distributions. All that stuff, retirement is in the Max Out Savings Report. Go our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And, and listen to and sign up for the free report. If you need some help, you can also request an appointment. There's a uh, request an appointment on there, and we'll get you in and, and, and take a look and see how you set for retirement and where you're going. So those are a couple things. Uh, reports free. Go to the website, savings.com. Uh, remember our motto and philosophy, which is save aggressively, invest conservatively. The key to building up wealth over the long term. In this world today, of, of we don't know who's going to be elected, we don't know where the, we're going to have a war, which uh, we don't know what's happening in the world. It's more important than it. You have to save for the future. So save aggressively, as conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. I've been down around Houston, Texas, where the sunshine.